Blog Talk Radio. Boys like rushing waters, hair like pure snow, eyes like flames of From 
God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for tonight, God. I thank you how you're going to move on tonight, God. I thank you how you're going to touch your people according to your will on tonight, God. I thank you, Lord God, and we give you glory, honor, and praise. We're here to honor your son tonight, God. It's Jesus month. I declare that it's Jesus month here on Prolific Fire. All this month is Jesus month, meaning we're going to celebrate your precious son. We're going to celebrate him because he deserves to be celebrated. We're going to look at his miracles, the things that he done, the compassion that he had, the love that he had, and the things that he done just because he is Jesus. Therefore, we honor your son tonight, not just tonight, but next week and the week after that, and on and on and on. Even when I say it's not Jesus' money anymore, it's still Jesus' money because Jesus is still Jesus, and he still deserves to be celebrated. So this is the first installment of Jesus month. And I pray that everybody under the sound of my voice will be blessed on tonight. Set me down, Lord, and use me mightily to your glory on tonight. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Politify Your One and All. Everybody listening, welcome. Whether you're listening on the phone lines, on the podcast, on Twitter, on Facebook, However you're listening, whenever you're listening, welcome to Politify. It is Jesus month. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. The foundational text for tonight will be coming from Luke chapter 7, verses 11 to 15. That's Luke chapter 7, verses 11 to 15. From the Passion Translation, the TPT. And the first miracle we're going to look at tonight during Jesus' month is Jesus raises the dead. That's what the headline says in my Bible. Jesus raises the dead. Shortly afterward, Jesus left. On a journey to the village of Nun, of Nan, rather. He left on a journey to the village of Nan with a massive crowd of people following him and his disciples. As he approached the village, he met a multitude of people in a funeral procession who were mourning as they carried the body of a young man to the cemetery. 
The boy was his mother's only child. The boy was his mother's only son, and she was a widow. When the Lord saw, this verse right here messed me up, y'all. When the Lord saw the grieving mother, his heart broke for her. With great tenderness, he, he said to her, please don't cry. Then he stepped up to the coffin and touched it. When the pallbearers came to a halt, Jesus spoke directly to the corpse. Young man, I say to you, arise and live. Immediately, the young man moved, sat up, and spoke to those nearby. Jesus presented the son to his mother alive. Okay, verse 15 from the CEV says, the boy sat up and began to speak. Jesus then gave him back to his mother. Jesus then said with me, Jesus then gave him back to his mother. This right here alone undoes what many believe. This right here alone undoes what many believe, that the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. I know you've heard that before. I know you've heard that before. Maybe you've even said it yourself. The Lord gives and takes away. You know the Lord gives and takes away. This parable right here, this miracle right here, undoes what many believe that the Lord gives and he takes away. Yes, the Bible does say that. But you have to look at the circumstances. Don't just read the Bible. Look at the circumstances from which it was said. Job had been hit back to back with loss, one tragic loss after uh, after another. Just kept on coming back to back. Read Job chapter 1, verses 1 through 21 to fully understand. A messenger had just came and informed Job that his sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the oldest brother's house when suddenly a mighty wind swept in from the desert and swept the the four corners of the house. It collapsed on them, and they and they died. There's Job 1, verses 18 and 19 from the NIV. You see, Job had just been told that his children are dead. He had just been told that not one child, but all his children were dead. He said news for any parent to receive, and that's what made the statement. That's what made him say the statement that so many of y'all love. Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will repu- I will depart. The the Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. Job one twenty one NIV. Job was grieving. He just found out he lost all his children. Job was grieving, trying to wrap his head around the fact that just like that, all his children are are dead. So y'all stop saying the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Do that for me. Stop saying it. Stop saying that the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. How would you like it if someone caught you at your lowest moment? Because Job was at his lowest moment. 
as a parent, he was at his lowest moment. He done lost all his children. How would you like it if someone caught you at your lowest moment? A moment when you when you just was not yourself. A moment when you just was not yourself and went back and quoted everything they heard you say. It kept it going until eventually there were a lot of people saying something that you said out of grief, out of anger, out of frustration, or whatever. Y'all stop saying that and, and think. As I said, tonight's foundational text undoes that belief. The undoes that belief. Jesus does not give and then take away. Jesus does not give and then take away. If he does, then how do you explain tonight's foundational text? You know, I like to make you think on, think on prolific fire. So if he gives and he takes away, how do you explain tonight's foundational text? Her husband was dead because the text refers to her as a widow. And now she was on her way to bury her only child. But Jesus, somebody say, but Jesus. But Jesus interrupted the funeral procession and gave the boy back to his mother. He didn't take him away. He gave him back. To his mother, alive. Uh, arise and live tonight's message. If you need a title for this portion of Jesus Month, tonight's message is entitled Arise and Live. Tonight's message. Now I know somebody's saying, Why didn't Jesus step in and save my loved one from death since he does not give and take away? I pray for them to be healed, and they still die. As hard as this is for us to accept as human beings, beloved, if your loved one died in Christ, that being the key, in Christ, more than likely it was their time to go. The Father was calling them home. More than likely it was their time to go. The Father was calling them home. The Scripture says, precious. In the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Psalms 116, verse 15, King James Version. Notice the scripture says, it's precious in his sight, not ours. It's precious in his sight, not ours. Because we don't always see things the way God sees them. Because we don't always see things the way God sees them or the way he He would want us to see them. That's something we must pray about daily, seeing as, seeing as God sees. That's something that we should pray about daily, seeing as God's Lord, help me see as you see. From the Passion Translation, it says, when one of God's holy lovers dies, it's costly to the Lord, touching his heart. Psalms 116, verse 15, from the Passion Translation. So don't think for a moment that your loved one's death didn't matter to the Lord. If they died in him, trust in him, it matters to him. I'll say it again. If they died in him, trust in him, it matters to him. The scripture says it's costly to him. It touches his heart. It was their time to go. But you're still having a hard time letting them go. It was their time to go, but you're still having a hard time letting them go. I get it. 
I'm right there with you. I get it. Others of us must accept the fact that our loved ones might be still alive today had they not been doing certain things, associating with certain people, living an ungodly lifestyle. We must accept, some of us must accept that our loved ones might still be alive today had they not been doing certain things, associating with certain people, living an ungodly life. The way we live matters, people. You can't just live any kind of way and call yourself saved. The way we live matters, people. Living an ungodly lifestyle comes with consequences. That's all there is to it. Living an ungodly lifestyle comes with consequences. Most of the time, it's either a prison sentence or a death sentence. One of the two. I don't know why the Lord led me to say all of that. Now back to tonight's foundational text. I just believe in my heart somebody needed it. So there you go. Back to tonight's foundational text. Apparently, it wasn't this young man's time to die. So Jesus gave him back to his mother, which I thought that was so nice, so sweet. He gave him back. I'm getting ahead of myself, but he, he saw that she was crying. He told her, please don't cry. Can you can you see Jesus' heart in the text? He said, please don't cry. And he stepped up and touched the coffin. Somebody, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because you would have been dead right now. If God hadn't rerouted your life, you would have been dead right now. If God hadn't rerouted your life and stopped you from being at the wrong place, at the wrong time, hanging with the wrong folks. Some of y'all, if you're honest, you don't even know how you got home last night. There was God keeping you. He got you home safe. Because you've been out doing some things that you shouldn't have done, and you don't even know how you got home. But God, don't tell me he's he's, he's not still working miracles. Because that's a miracle. If you don't know how you got home, but you're at home safe, then God just worked a miracle in your life. No, he didn't do it the way he did it for this mother and her son, but it's still a miracle. And you ought to give him praise for that. Because you could have been dead and gone. With so much going on these days, you could have been dead and gone. But he made sure you got home safe because it was not your time. And for that, I give him glory and praise on your behalf. Thank you, Lord, that it was not their time. If it hadn't hadn't been for God rerouting somebody's life on tonight and stopping you from being at the wrong place at the wrong time, hanging with the wrong folks, then it could have been you, but he saved your life. So he worked a miracle in your life. All of a sudden, you lost touch with them. They stopped calling, and you stopped wanting them to call. They stopped calling, and you stopped wanting them to call. There was God rerouting your life to give you a second chance. God gives, the scripture says, God gives each of us a second chance. God gives each of us chance after chance to be saved from death and brought into the light that gives life. That's Job 33, verses 29 and 30 from the CV. Again, God gives each of us chance after chance to be saved from death and brought into the light that gives life. Somebody else, the only reason 
you're still in your right mind. It's because of the blood of Jesus. Somebody tonight, I want you to know that the blood still works. The only reason some of y'all is in your right mind right now is because of the blood of Jesus. Because of the drops of blood that dripped from his forehead when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. Read Luke 22, verse 44. That's Luke 22, verse 44 from the King James Version. If Jesus hadn't scratched himself out to the point of sacrificing his own mental stability for you, if Jesus hadn't scratched himself out to the point of sacrificing his own mental mental stability for you, just think, where would you be? Just think, where would you be? Come against your mind daily. Somebody on your job, at home, with your relatives, with your family. Because I'm finding out relatives and family ain't the same thing. You can have relatives, people you're related to, that don't make them family because they don't act like family. Family don't mistreat you. Family don't dog you out. So you can have relatives without having family. So some of y'all, you're getting attacked mentally, and it's coming from your family, from your relatives. Some of you is coming off of your job. But I came by on Polyphify tonight to let you know that attacks come against your mind daily. The weapon, the weapon forms, but because of Jesus, remember again, this this is Jesus month. But because of Jesus, it will it does not prosper. It's because of Jesus that the attacks that it, the attacks that they bring against you don't prosper. They form, like Isaiah fifty four and seventeen says, it forms. But it does not prosper, and that's because of Jesus. And I will count that another miracle indeed. So while he may he might not have done what he done for the woman in tonight's text and her son, while he might not have stopped a funeral procession of a loved one on your behalf, he did like he did for the woman in tonight's foundation of text. Many of you. He stopped you from being the one inside the coffin. He didn't stop the funeral, but he stopped you from being the one inside the coffin, from being the one they had to bury in the graveyard too soon. And for that, you ought to give him a standing ovation. You know the way that you would do when a king comes in the room, the way that you would stand on your feet when the judge enters the room, somebody, you ought to give Jesus a standing ovation. For that, you ought to clap your hands because you know your life was on the line, but he kept you. Somebody, every birthday, you can't believe you're still alive. That's a miracle. I'm telling you, that's a miracle. Arise and live. Again, that's the title of tonight's message. That's what we're here for tonight, to celebrate Jesus, to celebrate his compassion, to celebrate the miracles of Jesus. We're going to look again at verse 13. This verse messed me up. Verse 13 of Luke 7 from the Passion Translation says, When the Lord saw the grieving mother, his heart broke. His heart broke for her. That's what got me. His heart broke for her. With great tenderness, he said to her, Please don't cry. Please don't cry. Here in this verse, you can see 
the heart of Jesus. You can feel the heart of Jesus. You can feel the compassion of Jesus, the compassion of our Savior. The love, God's heart is breaking for you. The love, God's heart is breaking for you. Just like Jesus' heart was breaking for that woman, his heart is breaking for you. But uh, but unlike the woman, the widow, the mother, internet's foundational text, Jesus is not physically with us anymore. Here's the thing. God gave dominion to man. In other words, he gave the authority to rule over the earth to man. Genesis 1, I'm going to read verse 26, but to fully understand, read Genesis 1, verses 26 through 28, King James Version, or whatever version you feel comfortable with. But I'm going to read the King James. This is Genesis 1, 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth. There it is, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Again, read Genesis one, verse twenty-six through twenty-eight, King James Version. Therefore. Since Jesus is not physically with us, you must open up your mouth and invite him into into your situation. If you want to see change come about in your situation, if you want him to show up and change some things, you must invite him in. Use your faith on tonight to invite him in. Because just like the three Hebrew, Hebrew boys, they had faith. They had faith in what Jesus could do. And what happened? He showed up right there in the fire with them and changed what everybody on the outside believed would happen. He changed the way things would go. Nobody really expected that. The people looking in thought that the Hebrew boys would be destroyed. But but Jesus showed up, and he saved the day. He saved them, and he saved the day. And some people got saved. You should read it. It's really good. Anyway, that's the three Hebrews boys. You should be like them. You should gather your faith. Be centered on what Jesus could do, what Jesus will do, and ask him to come into your situation and do it. Again, I'm going to say it. Arise and live. Arise and live. What dead situation do you need Jesus to touch on tonight? What dead situation do you need Jesus to touch on tonight? Who is it? Who is it? Who is it that's acting as a Paul barrier in your life? Who is it that's acting as a Paul barrier in your life? They are carrying what you can't emotionally carry right now. They're carrying what you can't emotionally carry right now. Arise and live. Like Jesus told the mother, please don't cry. God doesn't want you sitting around wasting your time crying. Heal emotions on tonight, Father. Heal what we don't understand on tonight, Father. Touch every woman, every mother, every father, every widow, every son, every daughter who feels like it should have been them. But God, somebody has survivor's guilt on tonight. Because you feel like it should have been you. But I want you to know that God had another plan. It was not your time. 
He didn't come up and touch the coffin, but he sure kept you from being in the coffin. And for that, give him glory on tonight. This is Jesus' month. Touch them and heal and let them be delivered on tonight. Touch them and arise. Arise and live. This concludes tonight's message. I pray that you are blessed. If you feel like you need to go back and listen to it, it will be available on social media. Also, you can go back right here on Blog Talk Radio and listen to it on demand, blogtalkradio.com slash fire. Father God, prick the heart of every unsaved person. Listen in. Cause them more and more via your Holy Spirit to be drawn to the things that represent you and not the evil of this world. Help them to see and confess that they are in need that they are that they are indeed a sinner in need of Jesus, your son, in accordance to Romans ten, verses nine and ten. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. If you feel led to so only if you feel led, you can access the PayPal by going to PayPal dot me slash prolificfire. That's PayPal dot me slash prolificfire. Or you can use the Cash App. It's a dollar symbol. And prolific fire, the ministry's name, the P in prolific is capital, F in fire is capital, written all together with the dollar symbol in the front. Also, you can go to prolificfire.com and donate that way through a credit card or whatever, however you want to do it. Also, you can send in your prayer request that way. It comes directly to me, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. I promise. But if you want to be on the phone with me, we got some rules. I hated to set down these rules, but I had to, to keep the devil out of the ministry. If you want prayer, there will be no Bible-based consultation without prayer. No prayer, no Bible-based consultation. Just as simple as that. Call or text from 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. Your time zone. I'm making it easy. Whatever time zone you're in. Starting at 9 a.m. to 11 p.m., you can call or text 865-408-8690, 865-408-8690, or email prolificfire at gmail.com, prolificfire at gmail.com. Okay, now if you're somebody don't mind, that don't mind your prayer request being live on the air, or if you just want to be in the atmosphere of prayer and encouragement, as we all need to be. Join my sister in ministry, Prophet's Pay, for prayer and encouragement on Faith on the Line, Friday night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. Call 347-426-3782. That's the same number that many of you called tonight. Thank you so much. I see you. I see you. Call 347-426-3782. Then join us back here on Politifying for Jesus Month and another message from the Lord. Same night, time, and place. To God be the glory. Everybody have an awesome night in the Lord. I'm out. I love you. <laughs>